December the 25th, Christmas Day. It is the time that we Christians celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's birth when he was born in the flesh, though he has always been. Now, there are a lot of opinions as to when Jesus was born. Many people say December, others say April, and others still say uh, something different, something like sometime in the fall. The debate will continue till Jesus comes back. However, there is absolutely no doubt as to the location or the city in which Jesus was born. Today we'll be studying what we're going to entitle this message or this podcast, The Exact Location, next on the Bible Beacon Podcast. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Bible Beacon Podcast. I am Pastor Raymond Rivers, your host, and I am joined by my daughter, Hannah. Uh, She is our producer of our podcast each week, and she helps me with that because, as you well know, teenagers know more about technology than us old folks do. And uh, But I do appreciate her help each week and uh, glad that we can serve the Lord together, and it's a wonderful thing. Now, while we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th, There are some people, as was mentioned in our introduction, that believe Jesus was not born in December, but in some other month. Now, while this debate will not come to an end anytime soon, we do know that he was born in Bethlehem. And that is what is so amazing to me, because God gave the prophet Micah a prophecy. It's found in Micah 5, verse 2. It says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And that is such a powerful prophecy. Now, before I go any further, let me read another verse of scripture to tell you a little bit about this area. First Chronicles 4 and verse 4, it says, And Penuel, the father of Gador, and Ezer, the father of Husha, these are the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrata, the father of Bethlehem. So now, all of a sudden, we see uh, a little bit more about this town called Bethlehem. We see the prophecy given a lot later after 1 Chronicles 4, there in Micah 5, 2. And now uh, we see the prophecy has been given. But I want to throw in a little interesting fact. The fact is, is the prophecy there in Micah 5, 2 says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata. It's like he's talking to the city, and the city has got a prophecy coming from for it, and that prophecy is that they would be the place where the Messiah would be born. But the thing that's interesting is, is that there is another Bethlehem. It's officially called Bethlehem of the Galilee. Some call it Bethlehem of the North, or those for Hebrew, who speak Hebrew or Hebrew scholars, Bethlehem I guess you would say that I probably butchered that pronunciation, but it's in the countryside of Galilee. But Jesus was not born there, okay, in the Bethlehem of the north. Uh, he was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata, just outside of Jerusalem, just a little bit, in this town called Bethlehem, the city of David. Luke 2 verse 4 tells us, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. 
because he was a house and lineage of David or the family tree or family lineage, okay? And so now all of a sudden we see uh, this prophecy come to pass, okay? And the thing that is so interesting is that it happened centuries before Jesus was ever born. I mean, this prophecy was given centuries before. And as I see all of this, I'm just reminded that again, that God's word, all of God's word, even the prophetical word is true and accurate. Uh, I mean, it's it's exciting. I mean, you think about it. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture, including Micah 5.2, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay, that's the first part of verse uh, of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. The thing that's so interesting is that the word inspiration there means God breathed or from the mouth of God. Titus tells me in chapter 1 and verse 2 that God who cannot lie, so here is God. He cannot lie. He gives his word to Micah the prophet who gives to us today in his word. And so therefore it must be true. But it is not just true. All of God's word is true. Okay? It is powerful, 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 powerful. Okay? Jesus is born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. Again, that means the house of bread and uh, Bethlehem and Ephrata means the place of fruitfulness. And as many preachers have said that the, it's interesting that he was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, and he is the bread of life. Thank God for life in his son. Amen. Well, so all of God's word, that's the first thing I want you to get from this, is that God's word is absolutely, totally, even his prophetical word, true and accurate. Okay, true and accurate. So that means you can go to the Word of God and know that it's true. If you're dealing with salvation, then you know that God is talking uh, talking the truth there. If you're talking about prophecy, He's telling the truth. He talks about heaven or hell, He's talking about the truth. He's talking about holiness, He's talking about the truth. All of His Word is true. And people are going to come and say, well, Brother Raymond, uh, there's prophecies that haven't been fulfilled. And, and I would agree with that. But I'm going to tell you that every prophecy that is to be fulfilled up to this point has been fulfilled exactly just as God had said it would be. And therefore, it compels me as I see all of God is true and he doesn't lie. That this, amongst all other prophecies, amongst all the other portions of Scripture, we know that it is true. Okay, and you can trust the word of God. Don't let people say, well, some are not fulfilled. Don't let that bother you because no, they're not fulfilled yet. But let me tell you something. I've seen enough fulfilled. I've read enough in the scriptures to see that has been fulfilled, that it just keeps me believing that the rest will be fulfilled in God's timing. And uh, God's timing is vitally important. That's another sermon. Got to be careful. Don't want to trace I'll chase that rabbit just yet, okay? Number two, as we look at this passage of Scripture, the Messiah is to be born in Bethlehem. Well, guess what? When you read in Matthew chapter 1 and you read in Luke chapter 2, you see that uh, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, indeed was born in the city of Bethlehem, Ephrata, just as the prophet Micah had said. We read about that in one place called Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Okay, so now we see that Jesus is born 
He's fulfilled prophecy being born in Bethlehem of Judea, just like Micah said he would be, just like God's word says. And now we're given a, a, a time period in the days of Herod the king. Even secular history knows that there was a Herod, okay? We read in verse 5 and 6 of Matthew 2, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Some of the uh, Herod's officials were uh, being asked about this prophecy, and they said uh, it was written by the prophet and referring to Micah, and they give the prophecy there in verse 6. So what does Herod do? Verse 8, And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Now, he was lying. He was wanting them to find Jesus, tell them, so he could go and have him killed. But a dream came, remember, and warned the wise men, and the Bible says they left a different way. And so we read in verse 16 uh, of Matthew 2, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth or angry, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why would Herod ask the prophets and them answer by the prophet Micah that he would be born in Bethlehem, send his officials, maybe soldiers even, to Bethlehem to quote-unquote find the child so they could go, so he could go and worship, which is again a lie. Then when Herod sees all this that has transpired and the wise men uh, don't return, he sends his soldiers to go kill the children two years old and under in Bethlehem. Now, it's amazing to me. If Jesus is not the Messiah, then why is he born in Bethlehem just like the prophet Micah said he would be born. Of course, there were other babies born, I'm sure, in the city of Bethlehem. But first of all, it, was a, it wasn't as big as it is today. It was small. And it's very interesting, on the particular night that he was born, the angels sing. The angels talk to the shepherd, or the angels talk to the shepherds. Uh, it's pretty exciting to me because I believe with all of my heart as I look at this prophecy and see it fulfilled, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Micah 5.2. So now all of a sudden we see that all of God's word, even his prophetical word, is true and accurate. Second, he, Jesus, is the Messiah. When he was born that Christmas night, he came to seek and to save that which is lost. He came as the Christ to set man free. Thirdly, we see that Jesus is the eternal one. Now, what do you, what do you mean by that, Brother Raymond? When you look at this prophecy, it's not just that a baby is going to be born. It's not just that the baby is going to be born in Bethlehem. It's not just that the baby is going to be born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. The prophecy goes on to say something else there in verse 2. It says, the last part, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. So now all of a sudden, the prophecy goes even more in detail, and it says that this one that's going to be born has always existed. That is phenomenal. Now we see that this prophecy is talking about the eternal one that is to be the Messiah. 
And therefore, Jesus, being the Messiah, is the eternal one. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right? Now, that means the Word is God. Now, in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Therefore, He is God. Nobody could be eternal unless He's God. And that is such a powerful thing that He's always been but he comes and enters into this world robed in human flesh. The Bible says he had to humble himself to do that. He took upon himself human flesh. And he would suffer immensely upon the cross so that you and I could be saved if we'd only put our faith in him. The word was made flesh. He is eternal. Therefore, as one knows, as we have seen that the word of God that all of it, even the prophetical parts of it, are true and accurate. And we see this. That means it's truth. The prophetical truth, truth about salvation. And again, like I said, so much more about, uh, you know, heaven and hell and holiness and all of those other things. It tells me that Jesus, the eternal God, which is a characteristic of divinity, shows that he is God. He's fully man without sin, but fully God also. And he comes and he is the eternal one and he gives us this truth. This truth that shows us that Jesus is the Messiah, fulfilling prophecy, showing the word to be true and accurate, and that he is the eternal one and that he's God. So since God's word, even its prophecies are true and accurate, and since Jesus is, is eternal and therefore God and the Messiah, the Savior of the world, I want to ask you a question. Have you trusted him? Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Has there been a time where you repented or turned from your sins, put your faith, trust, and reliance, belief upon Christ and Christ alone, that he died a bloody death? as the spotless Lamb of God, the spotless sacrifice for our sins, that he died a bloody death on the cross at Calvary, was buried, and on the third day, he rose again from that tomb in which he had been buried in, conquering death, hell, and the grave in our sin. You know, I've been preaching since I was 16, uh, almost 34 years now. And, you know, I've preached in a lot of places. I've been, uh, I've preached in, uh, as a children's evangelist, as a children's pastor, a youth pastor, a pastor, uh, you know, and missionary. And I tell you, I preached a lot of places to a lot of different people. I've got Bible college degrees and all of that. And I only share that to say that, yes, I've been invested in this thing. This is something I've given my life to do because this is what God's called me to do. But one thing that I haven't figured out is how to deal with the emotions very well when I know that somebody is lost and they walk out of one of the services still not claiming Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They still haven't repented of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ who died a bloody death, was buried, and rose again. And I just, so sad. 
So that's why I keep preaching in my church. That's why I keep visiting. That's why I keep passing out tracts. That's why I keep passing out sermon CDs. That's why I keep doing podcasts. And the reason I keep doing that is because I know people need to hear the truth. And I want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who not only made this prophecy, but kept that promise and fulfilled that prophecy and did exactly what he said he would do. Proving that he is the Messiah. He is God. He's eternal. So have you? Have you accepted Jesus Christ? If you have, then please take this moment and worship Jesus. Rejoice with me that we are a part of the family of God. No, we don't deserve it, but it's the gift of salvation, grace, and mercy, and love, and it's a wonderful thing. So take this moment just to worship and to thank God for what he's done in giving you salvation. But if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, let me share a few more verses with you. Romans 3.10 says, There's none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that means me, you, everybody that you've ever known, everybody that's ever been born in this world, rich, poor, black, white, brown, yellow, red, it doesn't matter. Everybody except for Jesus ever born in this world was born a sinner because Jesus had no sin. And that means that you are born, I was born a sinner. In the first part of Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. We've all been born a sinner and the wages of those sins is death, eternal separation from God. But there's some good news because Romans 5, 8 says, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus paid it all. He died in our place. He is the substitute for you and for me. He died in our place so we could live forever. He died on that old rugged cross and rose again from the, the tomb in which they buried him in. And listen, he didn't stay dead. He rose again. And when we put our faith in him, guess what? We can be saved. Well, how do you know that, Brother Raymond? Because Romans 6, 23 says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not something we earn or inherit as such, in a, you know, something that we kind of, you know, because of who we are. It's more because of whose we are. It's the gift. We have been saved, brought into the family of God. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2 says. And then we see in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So now all of a sudden it says, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. You accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Or Lord means master. He's the one that calls the shots. And therefore you turn from your sins, believing in Jesus died a bloody death on the cross was buried and rose again, accepting him into your heart and life as Lord and as Savior. And the Bible says he'll save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise. And God keeps his prophecies, but he keeps his promises also. And I trust that if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you've 
backslidden, gotten away from a right, right relationship with God, right fellowship, I want you to pray right now. A prayer something like this. And I'm not just saying recite words. I'm talking about truly mean them from your heart. You don't even have to pray like I do, but just truly pray from your heart a prayer like this. Dear Jesus, I come to you a sinner, and I am so sorry for all of my sin. I pray that you would come into my heart and life and be my Lord and Savior because I believe that you died a bloody death on Calvary's cross, was buried, and three days later rose again, just like the Bible says. And with your help, the best I know how, I'll serve you the rest of my life. Lord, I'm calling upon your name, asking you for salvation. And I know that you will keep that promise. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer and truly meant it, I would love for you to write me at Gospel Light Church or Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church, either one. Uh, Gospel Light Church will be fine. Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama. That's spelled C-A-L-E-R-A, 35040. Again, that's Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 35040. And we want you to write to us and tell us, hey, I listened listen to the podcast. I prayed and received Jesus uh, as my Lord and Savior. And we would just be so thrilled uh, to hear that. Uh, would you please do that? We, first of all, we want you to get saved. And when you do, would you please write us? And uh, when you do, we'll send you uh, a Bible and some more literature uh, for your new walk with Christ. And uh, I would encourage you uh, to uh, get in the Word of God, start in the book of John, and uh, start reading that. And... Uh, it's an awesome book of the Bible. And again, we'll send you some more information how you can grow. Uh, if you are local or close enough, maybe you're passing through, would you stop in for one of our services? Sunday, we have Sunday school at 11, Sunday morning, uh, excuse me, Sunday school at 10, Sunday morning, a service at 11, and then Sunday night at 6, and then Wednesday night at 7. And we would love for you to drop by and say, hey, I was listening to your podcast and I pray to receive Christ. Uh, and we would be so, so thrilled to do that. And uh, again, if you are local and uh, close by, we'd love for you to come and be a part of our church, Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church in Calera, Alabama. Uh, you can go to our website for directions. Our website is, of course, www.gospellightfwbchurch.com. That stands for Free Will Baptist if you were wondering, gospelitefwbchurch.com. And uh, so want you to come by and visit with us. Let us know uh, that you got saved. If, if, you, if you've just recently received Christ, listening to this podcast. And then if you have prayer requests, uh, please send those into that same address. Or if you have an idea for a future podcast that you would like for us to consider, please uh, email me to write us there at the... Um, Gospelite Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 35040. So again, we want to help you. We want to help you to not only just know the Lord, but to grow in your faith. 
And uh, we would love to send you a Bible if you've gotten saved or if you're getting close enough, come by and we'll give you one. And uh, we're just looking forward to what God is going to do in your life. Again, this is Pastor Raymond Rivers. Look forward to being with you next week on the Bible Beacon Podcast. God bless you. We'll see you next time.